Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house. It's Monday, April 4th. This is The Gateway. I'm Wayne Pratt. A U.S. Department of Agriculture survey finds just 6% of industrial hemp growers throughout the country are black. Experts say part of the reason is that farmers of color have a hard time accessing land and capital. No, I don't see a lot of opportunity, but I do see opportunity. We'll examine efforts to help more black people break into the hemp production business in just a few minutes. Outgoing Missouri Senator Roy Blunt will not vote to confirm U.S. Supreme Court nominee Ketanji Brown-Jackson. The Republican says she is likely to be approved, and it will be a high point for the country for Jackson to take her perspective to the nation's top court. But Blunt says he differs from the nominee's judicial philosophy. I don't think she's the kind of judge that will really do the kind of work that I think needs to be done by the court. And uh, I won't be supporting her, but I'll, I'll be uh, joining others in understanding the importance of uh, this moment. Blunt made the comments on ABC's This Week. He was regarded as a possible Republican vote for Jackson, who is poised to become the first black woman on the U.S. Supreme Court. The Senate could vote on her confirmation by the end of the week. Lawmakers in Illinois want to protect doctors who perform abortions in the state in the event Roe v. Wade is struck down by the U.S. Supreme Court. Alex Degman explains. The State Department that regulates medical licenses would not be allowed to revoke them or otherwise punish those doctors. The idea is to protect against other states that pursue action if their residents come here for abortion services. The measure now moves to the Senate. It's an election year, and House Speaker Emanuel Chris Welch, noticing Republicans weren't supportive, honed in. Clearly, by their votes here today, they say, women, you're on your own. Democrats in this state will always fight for reproductive health care. Some Republicans complained about the time being used to discuss this instead of other matters like the budget or ethics reform. I'm Alex Dagman. Illinois Democratic lawmakers have unveiled a multi-billion dollar anti-crime package that includes prevention measures such as after-school programs and child care assistance. Another measure would spend $21 million to expand the state's witness protection program. Senator Robert Peters says the state must encourage people who see crimes to work with law enforcement. The program would provide funding assistance to temporary living costs, moving expenses, rent, security deposits, and other appropriate expenses of relocation or transition. The proposal would also fund an anonymous tip line for people who witness a violent crime and cash rewards for callers whose tips help solve cases. Lawmakers have one week to pass the package before their self-imposed deadline of April 8th. Farmers in five Missouri counties are now free to use a herbicide that had been restricted in January. St. Louis Public Radio's Jonathan All reports. The U.S. EPA restricted use of the Enlist brand of herbicides in counties where the endangered American burying beetle is present. There was a fear it could harm the insect. But a coalition of farm groups from several states, led by the Missouri Department of Agriculture, pushed back. After the EPA looked at additional data, it canceled the restriction. Missouri Department of Ag spokesperson Christy Miller says the change came in the nick of time. The decision was made before spring planting, so that it wasn't too late for those producers who were caught with those products already in their in their barns and already ready to go in their planters. Researchers are concerned about the beetle's future. They could be critical in food and medical advancements. I'm Jonathan All, 
St. Louis Public Radio. The City of St. Louis is offering residents and visitors free electric shuttles around the downtown area for the next year. City officials are using $240,000 in federal funding for the pilot program run by Labyrinth Smart Mobility. People can catch a ride through an app or by calling the dispatch number from the shuttle zone. It includes the area between Cass Avenue and Clark Street and between 20th Street and Laclede's Landing. Mark Minden is an executive vice president with Labyrinth. It is the convenience and the accessibility that make this very unique to any other mobility program. We have the ability to cover a whole zone on demand without any light rail infrastructure. The shuttles run Monday through Friday from 9 in the morning to 2 in the afternoon and again from 3 in the afternoon until 8 at night. The U.S. Department of Agriculture's first survey of hemp production finds the industry is worth more than $800 million. But the report also shows a glaring diversity issue. Just 6% of hemp growers are black. Reporter Corinne Ruff recently visited what could be Missouri's first black-owned industrial hemp site. If you drive just northwest of Missouri's Lake of the Ozarks, you'll pass Mennonites and horse-drawn buggies and come across a curvy road that leads to a wrought iron gate. Behind it sits a forgotten piece of Missouri's black history, Lake Placid. The private black-owned cabin retreat thrived in the mid-1900s, but it's fallen into disrepair. We've got what I call dilapidation. Brendan King walks around a group of old cabins built in the 1940s. They sit at the entrance to 244 acres of land that she and her partner recently purchased. They co-founded what they call the Salem Hemp Kings, and they're one of about 130 licensed industrial hemp producers in Missouri. We want to be a black-owned hemp processor. We want that to be a part of our legacy. We moved here for this. We got a little sidetracked, you know, a little forks in the road, but it ended up being a nice road to be landed on. It was a windy road for the St. Louis native and her partner, Osai Doyle, to Lake Placid. They first started growing hemp in Illinois in 2020, but their deal to buy land fell through. Then they found Lake Placid and fell in love with its history. Now their goal is to use this hilly land as a testing ground to create hemp-based products, such as building materials to fix up these old cabins. King says hemp stalks can be turned into something called hemp herd and used as a wood alternative. Anything wood can be used from hemp. So pressing that hemp herd together in like floorboards or wall boards. This is a little atypical for hemp farmers. Most are growing it to make CBD, the plant extract used in things like lotions and oils. And Angela Dawson is trying to help more black farmers learn how to do that. She's the founder of the 40 Acres Co-op, based in northern Minnesota. And she runs a mentorship program helping black farmers across states, including Illinois and Indiana. Dawson teaches how to grow hemp for CBD on a small scale. We are using hemp as the economic basis and stimulus for really creating opportunities for our businesses because, you know, you may or may not know, but it's really tough to be an organic farmer. It usually doesn't pencil out in terms of income. She says growing hemp requires specific techniques and the right strain. Dawson has spent the last three years developing a hemp strain that won't test over the legal limit of 0.3% of THC. That's the psychoactive component of the plant. Testing too high can result in farmers losing their entire crop, 
Yet, experts such as Leanne Moses say access to capital and land are the biggest barriers to entry for black farmers. No, I don't see a lot of opportunity, but I do see opportunity. Moses is the farm superintendent at North Carolina A&T State University. He helped bring the industrial hemp program to the historically black institution in 2016. He says if the federal government wants to increase diversity in hemp, it needs to offer the resources. First and foremost is provide either low interest loans or grants or those kinds of things that make funding available for those farmers that may not have the funds. Back in Missouri, the Salem Hemp Kings have already jumped that barrier. They have their land at Lake Placid, thanks to support from friends. But King says it'll be a few years until they can plant their first crop. I know that it's a lifelong process. I'm not going anywhere. So even to know that we have a lot of ideas, but also see my life horizon, I'm like, yeah, I've got 50 years. In that time, King hopes to help other black farmers seize opportunities in hemp, too. For Harvest Public Media, I'm Corinne Ruff. Harvest Public Media is a collaboration of public radio stations covering agricultural issues in the Midwest. Shula Newman is the executive editor of St. Louis Public Radio, a listener-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. I'm Wayne Pratt. This has been The Gateway. Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house.